The Bible readings that David will speak from this morning are from the book of 2 Corinthians and I will start off with chapter 1 verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. We'll now move on to verses 8 to 11. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us, as as you help us, by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favour granted us in answer to the prayers of many. We'll continue on with verses 18 to 21. But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. We're moving on now to chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. But thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. We will now go on to chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this is also person also passing power oh sorry can we start that again yep. but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this also passing power is from God 
and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And lastly, if we turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. Hello everybody, let me pray. Dear God and Heavenly Father, as we join together this morning, wherever we may be, we pray that you will speak to us from your word, that it might be a comfort to us and an encouragement. Well, hello everybody. You can see me, but the only person that I can see is Matt. He's sitting there in the church as I am going to speak. And we're going to have to get used to these unusual situations over the next couple of months. Today, I would have thought that the most important topic that I would address as I preached would be the partnership between our church and St Martin's Kalara. However, world events have seemingly become, and I say seemingly, become more important with the COVID-19 virus spreading throughout the world. And today I actually want us to reflect on what is the most important thing. The spread of a virus which unfortunately will kill thousands of people. The loss of many jobs, people being out of work, the enormous hit that some retiree super funds will take and the many other disruptions or what God is doing in our lives and the church. There will be many disruptions. My best friend's 96-year-old mother died in Victoria on Monday. He was able to get there before the border was closed. However, they weren't able to hold a funeral for her and he had to come home. We're going to have to find new ways to deal with lots of things, including grief. Returning to the issue of the partnership of our churches, I have now officially stood down as the acting rector of the parish and Matt started in that position on Monday. And I want to say a big thank you to you all. Thank you seems 
so inadequate in a way, but what else can one say? You have all been very supportive of me as I have had the privilege of guiding our congregations during a very interesting and historic period in the life of our church. We now move into a new partnership with St Martin's Kalara. And so that's where we've ha- we are today. I've reverted to my position as the Minister to the Seniors. I get all the tough jobs, don't I? This partnership that we have will lead to some minor and some minor ch- major changes which will have to be worked through. As will the changes in regards to dealing with things in regards to the coronavirus. And the world is thinking about how to act and how to behave. In Tuesday's Sydney Morning Herald, a psychologist wrote about how to cope with anxiety. There were many good things that she said. She wrote about practising compassion to talk through the pressures that one is feeling with having the whole family around in the house all the time. She said it would be good to look out the window and talk to the family about what they see, the trees or the sun and things like that. She indicated that we need to take each day as it comes, go day by day. Interesting that that's what Jesus said, isn't it? She said, keep active, listen to soothing music, get good rest and focus on what we can do and not what we can't do. These things are all important. But what would we as Christians fill our minds with? For it's been suggested that we meditate. Well, we Christians pray, don't we? As you know, we've been learning from 2 Corinthians and as this virus has hit us and we've gone through the changes in regards to a partnership with St Martin's, I've been reflecting on how relevant what we've looked at over the past school term is relevant to both our partnership, change and the virus. And I want to share with you some of the things from some of the passages. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we were reminded about three aspects of God's character. First of all, as Shauna read for us, he comforts us. How important that is at the present time. And in regards to the virus, we are in a situation which we cannot control And we need to think about the fact that God himself speaks to us and we are reminded in verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. We know he comforts us through other people. We know he comforts us through the word of God. Secondly, from this wonderful chapter, my favourite chapter in the whole of the New Testament, we are reminded that God is a deliverer. For he wrote, Paul wrote in verse 10, God has delivered us from such a deadly peril 
and he will deliver us. We are reminded there that the things beyond our control are actually helping us to rely not on ourselves but on God. An important lesson for each one of us. And we know the power of our God because the passage says to us that he raised the dead. So firstly, God comforts. Second, he's a deliverer. Thirdly, we are reminded in verse 18, but surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. God keeps his word. God keeps his promises. In chapter 2, we looked at the fact that God leads us in triumph and we are the aroma of Christ. How important that is at the moment, that we set an example of sharing and caring and watching out for other people. I saw on Facebook the other day in regards to um, hand sanitizer, a store had put up a sign, one bottle, $2.95, two bottles, $95. How about that? That's a way to stop people being selfish, isn't it? Hit them in the hip pocket. But the scriptures remind us to actually care for one another. And an example of that was in 250 AD. A plague swept through Carthage in North Africa. The population was decimated, either through the plague, which they think might have been smallpox, or people fleeing from the plague. The population dropped 62%. What took place was that many Christians stayed and looked after the people who were dying and who were sick. And it was a significant period of growth in Christianity. Similarly, when Christians were expelled from China in the 40s, we thought that Christianity would die, but it grew. We don't know what God is doing or how he is doing it in the present time. We're coming to Easter. We think, would think that that is a wonderful opportunity for us to witness by coming to church, by talking with people at work and things like that. But what have we got? We're socially isolated. We can't gather together. We need to bear in mind that God is at work in his ways. And the last passage that I would draw to your your attention is chapter 5. And what a wonderful verse, verse 1 is. Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven. What a contrast. When this overcoat called a body or a tent gives out, we know we will go to be with the Lord in the eternal house that he has prepared for us.
Yes, we can do the things the psychologist has suggested, but Christians have so much more to offer, do we not? We can reflect upon the fact that we know the God who is sovereign over all suffering, that he can defeat a virus because he defeated death with Christ's death and resurrection. And we know, as we live our lives here, that our God cares for us. Two passages to finish with. When Jesus was on earth, he reminded us that the birds of the earth neither sow or reap or store away in barns. And he said, look, think about the birds of the air. And it wasn't just have a quick glance. No, rather, it was contemplate. Think about the birds of the air. Take that into your consciousness. They don't sow or reap, and yet God cares for them. And then he asks a question. Are you not much more valuable than they? Well, of course we know the answer, don't we? And we know that we are much more valuable because human beings are made in the image of God. But there is another thing. We have been bought with a price. Christ's death and resurrection. And so, if God did not spare his own son, will he not give us all things in regards to our salvation and in regards to living here on earth? As we think about our individual life and the life of our church in the future, we need to bear in mind that what God has said about his church in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22, Jesus, Paul is speaking about Jesus and he says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. God is at work in our church. My friends, God is with us. One day the virus will pass. Our economic and cultural circumstances may be different. But it is times like this that the followers of Jesus Christ take not just some worldly advice from a psychologist, but that we remember our God, our Heavenly Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. And as Peter said, Cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for us. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you might, by the power of your spirit, take what I have said today and apply it to each person's life in their own particular circumstances. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.